0: Which receiver is a lock to finish as a top five wide receiver this year in fantasy? All that more in our bold prediction episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts,
1: Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Madjuke, joined as always by my... Fantastic co host Marcus Mosier of USA Today and pro football focus man, yeah, Mr. PFF himself. Uh, please be sure to tune in to all of our shows this season, subscribe so you never miss an episode, and follow us over on YouTube where you can get our content in video form five days a week. Five days a week. Now we're up in our game and you're not going to want to miss uh, any bit of the action because we're going to help you win the ultimate dynasty championship. Marcus, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing really well today, Kate. We're, we have a fun uh, little topic we're going to do today. Some some bold predictions at the wide receiver position. And let me tell you, I'm coming in hot today. As we go on, these get bolder and bolder. So it should be a lot of fun.
1: Usually I'm the one that comes up with the bold takes. So I am... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I'm kind of tingly. What's going on? I, I, I don't know, but I'm excited to find out Marcus. Give me your first bold prediction for the 2022 NFL season.
0: All right. So this is not a Cowboys show, but it's kind of a Cowboys show. So we're talking about a former Cowboy. Amari Cooper finishes outside of the top 40 receivers in fantasy this year. I I, I don't get the, the Amari Cooper love this year for the Cleveland. I think it's a terrible situation for him. You've seen his stats uh, in cold weather versus non-cold weather. They're pretty dramatic. You look at how he performs on turf versus grass, and it's pretty dramatic. And then on top of that, he goes from Dak Prescott to Jacoby Brissett for most of the season – And Jacoby Brissett has never been a guy that likes to throw outside of the numbers down the field. I don't see Amari Cooper having the volume that he did in Dallas. I don't see him having the efficiency, and he's getting older. I'm completely out on Amari this year.
1: That's really interesting, Marcus. I actually so I'm I'm kind of lukewarm on Amari Cooper. And I actually I'm not sure that. There's a lot of people that are all in on Amari Cooper, as I feel like you alluded to. Like, I don't think the temperature check is all that hot for Amari Cooper. I don't think expectations are particularly high for Amari Cooper. But, like, I do have to wonder, like, who else are they going to throw the ball to? See, I'm looking at Amari Cooper as a potential high-volume player this year. And in games where he's seen... Five or more targets. He's averaging 16 points per game in fantasy. Eight catches, 70 or sorry, eight targets per game. Uh, in any game where he sees more than five on average, and averaging over 70 yards per game, almost a half a touchdown in all of those instances. Like
0: I, I should mention though, that's with Derek Carr and Dak Prescott on our center, right? Like It's a pretty big drop-off to Jacoby Brissett. And on top of that, Cleveland's schedule is, like, difficult. Like, he, when he was in Dallas, he had the benefit of playing with Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb and Randall Cobb and, like, other good receivers. I don't think defenses are going to be worried about Anthony Schwartz and David Bell and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Like, he's going to see more attention now than he ever has before.
1: See, and, like, looking at their schedule, like, to start the season, I'm actually not – fantastically worried like it you know the panthers okay the jets i mean you got to worry about sauce i think but (laughs) i just there's plenty of question marks the falcons in week four um i think there's enough question marks here that i'm i'm willing to take the shot on amari cooper in 2022 specifically because i do think the general vibe is, you know, the same concerns that you have about the quarterback position, about uh, the the potential matchups, about you know the the cold weather. There are so also, many narratives here. I
0: also want to just kind of think this. I I think I think Kevin Stefanski is a good coach, by the way. I think he's a fantastic play caller. He's got to know that the best way to to win without Deshaun Watson in this first eleven games is basically. Take the air out of the football, right? Like, don't you imagine like the the Browns just being like the run heaviest team in the NFL the first eleven games? And then when they do throw, it's like super high percentage stuff to like stuff to Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. It's play action rollouts to David Njoku, where he can make plays after the catch. Like I I just envision if Cleveland plays this the way they want to, like, Jacoby Brissett might only be throwing the ball like 19 times a game, and if that's the case, I really don't want Amari Cooper on my team.
1: And you don't think there's a good chance that Amari Cooper is going to get like half of those targets?
0: No. I'm not saying I, I they're just, going to be high
1: quality I, targets. I'm not. I just saying... don't think
0: Brissett. I don't think Brissett's the type of quarterback that's going to know how to use Amari Cooper. I think they're going to use him more as a decoy than anything else.
1: What a waste! What a waste I, I, for Amari Cooper. I especially. I still think yeah. it's. He's being drafted as the wide receiver 28. I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes as the wide receiver 28. Now, am I drafting him in redraft leagues? No, I'm not looking to draft Amari Cooper. But from a dynasty perspective, Marcus, I think Amari Cooper is actually a very interesting buy. And nobody's really buying into Amari Cooper. And I think it's because of all these questions, Mm -hmm. right? About, um, you know, the offense and Deshaun Watson, but those are more so questions for 2022 and not questions about his like long-term outlook. He just turned 28 years old. Like he's not a super old wide receiver. We've seen plenty of upside in the past in the right situations. And like, if we're analyzing from just a football perspective, Deshaun Watson is a quarterback that can elevate Amari Cooper and will be willing to target him. So I guess I'm not as clear why we're not hopping onto Amari Cooper in Dynasty because it, it feels I like I'd rather have him in like- Dynasty
0: than Redraft. I will say that. Yes,
1: agree. So like where, what would you trade? Would you trade a second round pick for Amari Cooper? And do you think you could get the deal done with the second round pick?
0: Yes, I do think you can get it done with the second round pick. Yeah. And I probably would do that. If I, if I'm in need of a receiver, I think I do that. You're just kind of saying this year's a wash. Let's see what they do in the final five games of the season or six games of the season with Watson and Cooper. And then kind of reevaluate, you know, after this year, but yeah, I, I think I would do that.
1: Being drafted on average as the wide receiver 34 in dynasty leagues uh in the month of August. So I mean, this is literally quite literally the lowest his ADP has ever been yep. in Dynasty leagues. Like um, some recent trades. You had uh Damian Pierce and Amari Cooper for Deontay Johnson. Give me that all day. Give me Damian Pierce sure. and Amari Cooper. Um, like there's plenty of other trades Uh, Amari Cooper for Byron Pringle and Michael Thomas. Give me Amari Cooper here. Like it it does not hurt to throw out some offers here Mm -hmm. for Amari Cooper, because you know, the upside when you have Deshaun Watson on the field is probably going to be pretty high. And we could see a really nice jump in efficiency within this Kevin's to offense with the establishment of the run and all of these elements there. I think there's something, Uh, something special still left in the tank for Amari Cooper.
0: It's almost the start of the NFL season, and we absolutely love this time of year. And if you're into sports betting and fantasy, which you obviously are because you're listening to this podcast, you need a competitive edge to win. That's why we highly recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Elias game plan is the only sports app from the most trusted sports uh, name in sports. It's Elias sports Bureau, the uh, official statistician of us pro sports. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head to head team comparisons and Elias insights from the Elias sports bureaus research team. This uh, app is really your one-stop source for player news and league validated player stats and team records expert game analysis for betting, building your fantasy team, and more. It's perfect for the preseason. It's perfect for your fantasy drafts. And with new features like player injury analysis available all the time, you can take your game to the next level. The NFL season is just a week away, so don't wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. And right now, they have a special offer for when you subscribe. Get a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan but only if you use promo code locked on NFL find Elias game plan sports betting in the app store or play store right now and use promo code locked on NFL. All right, Kate, what's your spicy bull take for a wide receiver this year?
1: Juju Smith Schuster is this year's Cooper cup.
0: Now that's a spicy one. I, I, okay. Let's hear it.
1: There's a lot of different parallels that I'm going to make. So like what does being this year's Cooper cup mean? Like, obviously uh, I I'm going to give, you know, some, some different categories here. Cause like we've seen upside from Cooper cup. And then uh, we saw injury and kind of saw him cool off a bit, came back with a vengeance. Um, he's on a great team. He uh, like, everything feels like Uh, This this narrative fits for me, Um, you know, like Cooper Cup playing with a good quarterback, uh, having that that team with upside that we knew was probably going to win a lot of games. Juju Smith Schuster now like he goes from the Pittsburgh Steelers where he was targeted approximately six inches from the line of scrimmage at every single point of uh, Ben Roethlisberger's last couple of seasons. He goes over to a team now that Vegas is projecting like the moon for, despite the loss of Tyreek Hill. Over under, eleven point five wins. They're projecting the over under for Patrick Mahomes at forty six hundred passing yards in thirty five point five touchdowns. Vegas is believing in Patrick Mahomes right now, despite should. despite the loss of Tyreek Hill. And yes, obviously, target number one is going to be. Uh, Travis Kelsey, like not, not a single doubt, but Juju Smith Schuster uh, is, I think the wide receiver to watch. They restructured his, um, his contract to, uh, allow for, you know, some more game or more money, more bonuses, um, uh, an active game bonus. We've seen plenty of hype in the training camp preseason or in the training camp, uh, in, all throughout this off season about the connection that he's displaying with Patrick Mahomes. Now let's go back to 2018 where Juju finished as the wide receiver eight for fantasy football, the wide receiver eight. And he was playing alongside Antonio Brown. He was like that whole narrative, that whole question mark of uh, is it only because he's playing with, an elite talent at wide receiver or, you know, other elite talent on the field, Travis Kelsey, isn't a, an elite wide receiver, but he is a, an elite receiver. So like, if that was part of your argument for why you're, you're not believing in Juju Smith Schuster, that's great. You can eliminate that from the equation because Travis Kelsey's on the field. I don't think that's the case. But Marcus, it all comes down to me playing with Patrick Mahomes, uh, the chemistry we've seen from Patrick Mahomes, We've already seen Juju Smith-Schuster have a tremendous upside. Like I don't think that people remember that Juju Smith-Schuster is 25 years old. He's already had a 1,400-yard season, and Marcus, like, he's he's been kind of brilliant. Like, let's let's mark out 2021 when he was largely injured. Outside of that, three of his Four previous seasons, he had at least seven touchdowns um, and was averaging right around, uh, what, 930 receiving yards per season. Like, he's already shown us his upside, and I do think that once he is uh, in an offense where he's going to be given the opportunity to make plays down the field a bit more because that was not what they were achieving in Pittsburgh. The offensive line wasn't good. You had Ben Roethlisberger, who was coming back from injury, incredibly immobile uh, in his final seasons. And their entire game plan was to get the ball out as quickly as possible. That's not the game plan. Uh, the game plan is to let Patrick Mahomes be Patrick Mahomes. And Juju Smith-Schuster, like, I don't think there's been any more clutch wide receiver that I've enjoyed watching more. Uh, and I'm I'm just excited for... A healthy version of Juju. Will we get that? I don't know. He's uh, he's had an, a knee injury, uh, you know, to close out the the uh, preseason, but mm-hmm. it sounds like he should be good to go. And this is my last year in on Juju. But Marcus, I mean the the price of Juju Smith-Schuster right now. I don't know how you aren't buying into that, and we know we know the upside's so high.
0: All right. So that was, you made a really good argument. I however I'm gonna be like the defense attorney here. Here, here's why I can't I can't do it, Kate. I kind of think his body's just breaking down. And we've we've got a lot of evidence, right? Like I think the yards per like target and yards per catch stat, I think that's a little bit of a Rothelsberger stat, which is fine. We can we can just kind of ignore that. To me, it's like the yards after the catch per reception. That's dropped now in five straight years. And you look at like just his injury history, Kate, since November of 2019. And it's pretty extensive, right? Like concussion in 2019, knee sprain in 2019, to his PCL, 2020, a knee sprain in week uh, three, uh, 2020, a foot sprain, a chest bruise, a shoulder injury that caused him to miss 12 games. Now we've got a knee bruise. Like this is all stuff that's happened over the last like three years we've already seen him use, lose a little bit of his juice in his quickness and his speed. I know he's only 25 years old, but you just wonder like, are we just seeing a 75% juju from what we saw as a rookie? That's, that's my fear.
1: I, I mean, I think that's fair, but I also think a 75% juju in his, his, you know, rookie and sophomore seasons, like, I still think that's better than a lot of wide receivers going in that similar range. And again, he is the the probably going to uh, rank second in that team in uh, target share. We know that this team is going to live and die in Patrick Mahomes' hands. Um, like, there's not really a scenario where I see Juju if he's playing with like fewer than 100 and what 30, 140 targets. Mm-hmm. If he's on the field and Marcus, like you bring up the yards after the catch per reception, which has declined uh, season over season. But I also think that that can also be a product of sometimes the environment you're in. And like when Juju's on the field and he's not being targeted very down the f- or very far down the field, when you know those targets down the field, aren't coming, that's a lot easier for opposing defenses to cover and limit your yards after the catch, because They know where you're going to catch the ball. It's probably within six yards of the Mm -hmm. line of scrimmage. And they know how to cover that. Like, it's, there's just so many variables with Juju, which makes him generally impossible to analyze. But when we're talking about, like, the signs that pointed to the, the Cooper Cup monster season, I think a lot of those traits apply to Juju in terms of like the upgrade or, you know, the, the upgraded quarterback, um, the opportunity in a good offense with a good coach, um, like all of these things, I think, uh, point to uh, some big breakout. And I don't think they're I, like, they literally can't force feed Travis Kelsey any more targets like he's going to stuff his stomach with targets Mm -hmm. and explode if they give him any more like they they're going to have to use other weapons and I think Juju is by far the most talented option here.
0: All right, let's, uh, let's get to my spiciest take. Kate. but before we do that a public service announcement. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive while you're high? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction time slows way down when you're high. You're not only putting yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheels. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. All right, you ready for the uh, the spiciest, spiciest take I have? I I,
1: I don't know if I am. Uh, you tell me, man. What what do you got for us, Marcus? Because I'm excited to hear. Uh, I'm excited to hear what you're thinking.
0: Alan Lazard will finish as a top four. Fantasy receiver during the you are season.
1: nuts. You are nuts. Get out of here. Get off let's, my podcast. Let, let,
0: let's 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 talk about the, the reasoning why.
1: Oh my god! And you're, you're, you're the question, ball. You are here questioning Juju Smith Schuster, yes. and you have the audacity to come back with alan Lazard. Told this, this oh is my crazy. god! This is
0: yeah. uh, Let's let's make the argument. This is
1: wasabi. Like this is ridiculous.
0: The Packers threw the ball 600 times last year, and their top two, uh, or excuse me, four of their top uh, receivers and targets are gone Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Mm -hmm. They combined for 225 targets last year. You also got 33 targets from Josiah DeGara, like a fullback tight end hybrid. Equinemia St. Brown got 17 targets. Jon Juan Winfrey, who got cut yesterday, got 13 targets, like they could only throw the ball to Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon so many times. And they did it last year. Like those guys combined for 102 targets. Let's give them 125 targets. You're still looking at like 200 voided targets. And it's not like this is a new player. We're wondering like if Aaron Rodgers likes Alan Lazard, he loves them. Like he's been going on podcasts and saying, Alan Lazard's our number one receiver. You know, it sucks to, to lose Devontae, but we love Alan Lazard. And, it's clear that Aaron Rodgers doesn't like his rookie receivers. Like he's already been criticizing them in the media. He wants Sammy Watkins to play. and Good luck. Randall Cobb is old as dust. Alan Lazar could very easily go from 60 targets last year to 150. And there would still be a hundred something targets left over. I, since Aaron Rodgers has become the starting quarterback for green Bay, there's only been two seasons where there wasn't at least one player with double digit touchdowns. Like Aaron Rodgers just supports number one wide receivers all the time. Why not Alan Lazard? I mean, like
1: for me, Marcus, what you did was make the case for um, a great Alan Lazard season. And I agree, but tell me you have to make the justification top four. What in the world have you seen out of Alan Lazard so far in his career that makes you believe that he is more likely for a top four season than Juju Smith Schuster, who's at least sniffed it
0: because he doesn't have Travis Kelsey on his team, right? And on top See, of that this – See,
1: is, this is my issue with, like, this argument is that we use it both ways. Like, I, you, you say, oh, player X will open up the offense so much for player yeah.
0: X or player I, I Y. I also think – Kate, I also but, think Mahomes is far better at just spread the ball around. Like, I, I just trust him more to, like, hey – Juju, you only got two catches last week. Let's give you six this week, right? He's he's really good that way of like filling in his receivers. We know Aaron Rodgers. He has two guys that he likes basically. And if you're not part of the circle of trust, you're just getting squeezed out, right? I I, I just think, I think this is just going to be the year where where Rodgers is like, you know what? I trust Alan Lazard. I trust Randall Cobb. Those are the only receivers that I'm throwing the ball to.
1: Uh, I think you're going to have to worry about Robert Tunyon in the end zone, but that's just me as long as it's
0: possible. I think that's possible.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just me. That's just me.
0: Okay. I, it's just <laughs> when you're getting targets from maybe the most efficient quarterback in NFL history, and you've been pretty efficient yourself and now you're in line to maybe see like close to triple the amount of targets you saw last year. It just wouldn't be a surprise. Like, Kate, would you be shocked at all if we're we're going into October show and it's like, hey, hey, Alan Lazard leads the NFL in targets through four games?
1: Um, I mean, I'd probably still be surprised, yeah. But um like I I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's fine. Okay. Um, but I still you think just want to
0: poo-poo this one. Go ahead. You can't, it's fine.
1: Like, it's just it seems fitting that we did the um the announcement here the PSA about driving high and now we're like I cannot believe that was the segue into this segment right here but Marcus looking at ADP because let's bring it back to dynasty I I know you believe in him for this season um like the price point for Alan Lazard kind of delicious all right Alan Lazard for a 2023 and 2024 third round pick yeah
0: yeah, because um, he, let's let's say he doesn't reach my top four prediction, and he's the thirteenth ranked receiver, which I think is very realistic, right? You're stealing basically a borderline, R, R, you know, wide receiver one season for a couple of third round picks. Sure. Um,
1: I mean, even if he's a wide receiver too, that's still, even if he's a wide receiver, serviceable for your team. Alan Lazard for a 2023 third. Um, yeah. Alan Lazard for a 2023 second.
0: Yes. Yes. Hmm.
1: That is uh, that uh, when we start to creep into second round pick territory, that makes me a little bit more nervous.
0: You could take that second round pick and take Christian Watson, who you're hoping eventually maybe replaces Alan Lazard. Like that's kind of what you're, you're doing with that pick. I'd rather just have the guy that's going to be the wide receiver one this year with Rogers.
1: That's fair. Uh, Alan Lazard for Jerome Ford and Tyquan Thornton. Alan Lazard. Yeah. Uh, Alan Lazard and Calvin Ridley for miles Sanders and Auden Tate, who I don't even think is on a roster right now. Give me that Alan Lazard, Calvin Ridley package. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not buying into your bold take Marcus, but I am buying in to Alan Lazard and his current value in dynasty leaks because I mean, you're right. Like we know Aaron Rodgers is a fickle, yep. grumpy, mistrusting man. And yep. yeah, I, he could break the boundaries on that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about some of our bold predictions at the tight end position. I know Kate's got some hot takes there, but before we do that... uh. I want to tell you guys to go listen to the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Lockdown Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Lockdown Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow this podcast on YouTube as well. Uh, Check us out over there. We've got new shows coming out every single day. Download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. I am at Marcus underscore, underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow.